Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast, or if you're new and you're just joining us, welcome. My name is Meg, I am your host, and I'm so excited that you are here. Whether you are coming back for more or this is your first time joining us, today's episode is extra special because we have not one, but two VIP guests, and they are Danielle Gray, founder and CEO of Train Like a Gymnast, She's also a Wilhelmina fitness model, an iFit trainer, certified trainer, and she was also on Ninja Warrior season 13 this year. Can I just say I'm a little bit jealous because I've been wanting to be on Ninja Warrior literally since episode one, season one, okay? Just going to put that out there. And our second guest is Nathan Tuji, a former elite gymnast, also a Cirque du Soleil acrobat, fitness model, and corrective exercise specialist. And not only are they the cutest together, but they are both making waves in the fitness industry and changing movement culture. So today's episode is all about fitness culture, train like a gymnast, changing gymnastics culture, and the way that we move. And I am so excited for you guys to listen in. So let's get started. You're listening to the Holy Health Podcast. I'm your host, Meg, and I'm here to show you that healthy living doesn't have to be difficult and it's actually not boring. Together, we'll make healthy living simple and fun so you can make epic change in your life and finally crack the healthy living algorithm. Let's get you feeling energized and inspired to take action on your life and start actually living. We'll be getting up close and personal with not only myself, but VIP guests from all across the industry to hear their stories and learn a thing or two about the topics they're most passionate to teach. Join me each week for all things health, life, maybe a kick in the pants every once in a while, and so much more. Well, are you ready, my love? Let's do this. Okay, so Danielle and Nathan, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to have you guys. Thanks Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us here. I'm glad we were able to make this work because you guys are in California. I'm, well, now I'm in the South. I was in the East Coast, um, so I know our schedules are a little bit wacky, but. Yeah, it's not, it's not often that you'll catch us in the same place, so. Yeah, (laughs) I know you guys are kind of all over the place too. Um, Very busy, very busy people, but um, I really am excited to have you guys here because I think fitness is, I think a lot of people find a lot of myths about fitness, like what it's supposed to be, or, you know, the whole aesthetic thing. I know Danielle and I have talked about this before. Um, how, how do you guys feel about the world of fitness as it is right now? Like, what are you seeing? What are you feeling like people are kind of getting familiar with or or still struggling with really interesting because if you think a few years ago it was so aesthetic it was so instagram posing it was all about like the you know having your pro card and bodybuilding things and 
it's really changed in the past couple of years, which is cool. And it is more focused on how you feel versus, you know, how you look. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I feel like we had to have that to kind of go through and, and realize that we need to focus on the performance. We still have a long way to go, but I think we're definitely headed in the right direction and it's, and fitness is becoming more holistic. People are getting more familiar with that concept of just like overall wellness versus just physical fitness. Yeah. I feel like the fitness industry and the, just the overall perception of fitness has gone through its own childhood, just like any human being growing up where, you know, it was in its infancy. Nobody really knew who it was. It went through adolescence and it was all Instagram bodybuilding aesthetic, all of this. And now it's kind of matured into a more mentally stable adult who is able to, the whole bodies that look like this also look like this. There's more of a body positivity. And there's also more of a realization and letting people know that just because I look like this in a photo, this is what I look like 10 seconds after the photo without the light, the baby oil, the pump and all of that. So I think it's important that we're starting to show people the realistic expectations, because if you are just looking at the finished product, you're going to think that you can be like this all the time. I was on TV two weeks ago. I was shredded. I was at 3% body fat. People probably think I look like that all the time. I've put on eight pounds since then because that's not, I can't maintain that. Mm. So I think that with where fitness is at now, people are being more open and honest and genuine about what your body's natural state is, where it can be, but also the process to get to photo shoot ready. And maybe photo shoot ready is not the aesthetic that we should be putting out there. Yeah. I fully agree with that. And I love the way that you described, you know, the stages of fitness that we're going through and we're seeing right now, because it's so true. Like I remember when I, when I first started kind of working out after gymnastics and all of that, and you guys understand because you're former gymnasts as well, or we're not technically former gymnasts. I guess we're all kind of adult gymnasts now. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Um, But Yeah, I just remember feeling like there was this specific image that I had in my mind of what fitness was supposed to be. And I love that we're kind of moving out of that because, you know, fitness is really supposed to just feel good. And like you said, Danielle, um, you know, it's becoming more about an overall wellness and, and feeling good. And I think that's the most important thing when it comes to fitness, like doing something that you love is really important and it's going to be more effective than just trying to do the next, you know, popular workout. Right. Yeah. And I always say to clients, when you were a kid or a teenager, a lot of people have, you know, have played sports at some point. When you were doing those sports, you weren't doing the sport to look a certain way. You were not playing volleyball to have like a lifted butt. You weren't swimming to have toned arms. You weren't doing those things to look and have the aesthetics. You were doing it because you were good at it, because you loved it, because you wanted to be better. You wanted to win things. And that's really like what we need to get back to having that perspective of like, oh, this is fun. This is like part of my life. It's not, I have to work out so that I can eat this. I need to do this so that I can fit in the, it's not that it's just do what you love pretty much. Yeah. It's really difficult if you only focus on the destination and the finish line. So if your goal is shredded eight pack abs and huge biceps and all of that, you're not going to enjoy anything else. If you want to have a good physique and you want to be able to maintain it your entire life, you need to find those things that you can do every day that are going to result in that. So what do you enjoy that will get you to your end goal result? Because if you don't enjoy the journey, the finish line is not going to be worth it. and It's not going to be achievable. So like, I want to be fit in shape and semi lean. 
So what do I enjoy? I enjoy handstands. I enjoy gymnastics. I enjoy, there's a certain form of cardio that I enjoy, which is, you know, on the bicycle. But I, if you put me on a treadmill, I would be miserable the entire time. So you need to find the things that you enjoy and the things that you need to find what makes you happy that will also assist you in getting to your goals. Otherwise you're going to have a miserable life and then you'll probably fail. You could take my class, my treadmill classes and you would not be miserable. I would be miserable. So true because um, I, I feel like too, what helps is like kind of going back to what you know you know, like when we were younger, being out in nature, you know, like whether it's walking or just running around or, um, you know, not saying that we need to go like climb trees and stuff, which is what I spent most of my childhood doing. But hey, maybe, maybe that's the thing that you love to do. But um, I felt that what helped me was, um, you know, obviously gymnastics, but going back to things that just really brought me joy and, um, you know, excitement and felt fun. And, you know, there's a quote that I, that I try to live by that I always kind of remind myself of. And, um, it's, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. And I think that that's really important because I think that fitness should be fun. Like let's make fitness fun again. (laughs) And that's what I love about train like a gymnast. So Danielle, I'd really love to, um, give you an opportunity to share with us about what train like a gymnast is and who it's for um, because we just love it. Yeah. Train like a gymnast is a platform essentially for former gymnasts, cheerleaders, dancers, or anyone who just wants to and always wanted to train like a gymnast. who love that gymnastics look, body, the abilities, all of that. So uh, we have so many different ways to train like a gymnast. You can stretch like a gymnast. You can come to a workshop or a retreat and get hands-on spotting and you know work on personal development, that holistic health and everything. Um, and we just really want to change gymnastics culture, right? Like you don't, you can continue to do gymnastics after you're 18 years old. Uh, you can, you know, you don't have to look like a prepubescent child to be successful. Like we want to change that kind of culture and, and show you that you can train like a gymnast, no matter your age, your experience, your background, anything like that, and then normalize adult gymnastics. Right. So as we change that culture, that increases the lifespan of someone's career. So hopefully after they finish competitive, uh, if they, you know, if they don't want if they don't make it to college or if they graduate college or if they want to retire in high school or something, they can continue to train for however long. Cause the, the thing that I keep bringing up more recently now is if, if adults can go to the park and play a pickup game of soccer or bring a basketball and just like shoot some hoops, why, when there's a big open field of grass, you know, gymnasts and cheerleaders were always like, Oh my gosh, tumbling, tri- tumbling strip. Like you want, why is that weird if a group of adults shows up and starts just tumbling in the park? I it's, don't think it's weird. A lot of people do. Because they're jealous. They, people are afraid of what they don't understand. So are we, mm. I understand basketball, but. But everyone under, anybody can pick up a basketball and throw it. Mm-hmm. Not anybody can try a cartwheel. Not anybody can try a back handspring. People are afraid of exceptionalism and things that they perceive as impossible or more physically difficult than things they're able to do. Like Taylor Swift said, people throw rocks at things that shine. So even adults doing that, while it might not seem insane to the gymnastics community, to the rest of the world, it's something exceptional and seen as a threat. And that's my point, is I want that to be normalized. We want to normalize adult gymnastics. 
when we're thinking about, you know, soccer and basketball being played at the park or whatever, why can't or sh- shouldn't adults be able to just like go play on the bars with, you know, like, yeah, there'll be a bunch of kids at the playground, but like, why is it, oh, why, why is that adult over there with my kids? Like that, that shouldn't be weird because it's fitness. It's, it's movement. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more acceptable, especially with uh, calisthenics, which has, you know, grown a lot in the past almost 10 years now. It's like, it's, it's, it's grown a lot and it's really exciting to see. And we're just trying to blend all those worlds, Ninja Warrior, calisthenics, all those things are training like a gymnast. And that's what training like a gymnast is, encompasses all of those things, uh, stretching, flipping, moving. Gymnasts are one of the most versatile athletes out there. They're flexible. They have good mind-body control. They have good proprioception. They're strength. strong. Yeah. They tend to be short, but that doesn't matter so much. Gymnastics is a fundamental backbone <laughs> for any sport that you're going to be doing. You know, if you want to be able to play football, you need to be strong and agile. If you want to play soccer, strong and agile. Everything for every sport out there, you need to be strong, agile, and flexible. Those are always going to help. And gymnastics is the epitome of strong, agile, and flexible. Yeah. So you know. If- any of you listening are kind of like, oh, no, maybe I should stay away from that stuff. I'll end up in the hospital. You know, if you start small, gymnastics is really fun. Like it can be super easy. It can be super simple. You don't have to start with doing back handsprings or flips or anything like that. But um, when you say start small, you mean by starting with the basics, not starting. Yeah, yeah. Start small with the basics. And And that's part part of what our new membership will have, too, which Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to be teaching live workouts. Which, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's strength and conditioning and flexibility. So if you have ever done a, a hit class before, if you've ever done a strength class, that's what it is. We we don't only do routines in gymnastics. We do so much conditioning so that we have the strength and the confidence and the ability to do the harder. Stuff. So if you're like, I have zero gymnastics background. I'm so uncoordinated. Okay. You start with working on your form and your, in your core control and your push up. Like that's how, if you can do push-ups, if you can do like a down dog, a half handstand hold, then you progress and you start to learn handstands or weight bearing on your hands. So there's always a place to start no matter where you're at. Like if we can teach three-year-olds how to start gymnastics, adults can learn too. Right. With the basics, nothing wrong with learning a forward roll. Like you're probably really excited to be able to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, to the other thing about gymnastics in particular is that it's very foundational. Um, You know, like Nathan was saying that it's kind of, you know, like we're very well-rounded athletes and, um, you know, we have all of the things that every, all the qualities that every athlete would normally have or should have. Um, And I think that kind of like having a a fundamental understanding of gymnastics and calisthenics is a really great way to start your fitness journey. Like I found for me, like having that foundation really helped me get into other, you know, areas of fitness um, and explore more. And I think, um, you know, for anyone who's listening, if you're a former athlete, I think the most important thing when it comes to fitness is to explore and expand your uh, you know, like what type of fitness you're going to try or, you know, get used to, because again, going back to 
what works for you is really important and also having fun, it gives you an opportunity to find things that you never thought you'd ever do before, number one, and number two, that you might even love. And, and then your progress and your um, you know, results, you know, whatever your goals are, are going to be a lot easier to obtain and reach. You've said it very well. If you have basic fundamentals, you're going to do well and do mm-hmm. And gymnastics is just a great way to have your basic body fitness and fundamentals. So mm. I have I have nothing to say regarding it because everything you said was fully true, factual, and I agree with it. <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that was actually, actually, you said something before about um, the if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. And I felt a little a little tension over here. Oh, no tension. But no, because I could hear your thoughts. It's fine. It was okay, what were my thoughts? It was also because you were an elite level, you got to that to that point, right? Where things might not have been fun, but those are the things you had to do to get to that level, right? So what is what is your experience with that? And also like segmenting, right? The people who are at that high level and the people who just want to move, right? Separating the two. Well, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. That applies if you're trying to have fun. That implies you're trying to have fun. That applies. Like if your goal is to, like when when my goal was to get a certain cardio time under, under, uh, I wanted to get to 54 seconds. It was a, it was a suicide shuttle run and it was not. All right, I have to interrupt this conversation because I just need to say this. I know you've tried it all. The dieting, the hours and hours of exercising, overloading on caffeine, not getting enough sleep or good sleep, and you're simply tired of feeling tired and drained from trying all the things to create a more sustainable, fulfilling, healthy lifestyle. Trust me, I have been there. But I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that difficult and it can actually be fun and enjoyable. So if you want to improve your mindset, reduce stress and toxicity, learn how to heal your relationship with food and have balanced, nutritious meals, sleep better, move better, improve your digestion, your immunity, your energy, and so much more, then I have something for you. But only if you seriously want to make a change. This is an opportunity to start experiencing real transformation at the highest level because there's no better time than now to get the help you deserve. And this is a no BS zone. So if you're ready to stop holding back, then I want to encourage you to apply now at immeganjoanne.com forward slash coaching. I can't wait to meet you. I didn't enjoy per se each of the times that I ran to get there. <laughs> there were times where I would literally throw up afterwards because I was breathing so hard and I was gassed. <laughs> However, so that, that was not fun. <laughs> um, and I would, I definitely like, I've had this conversation with people like, Oh, you should go back and compete college gymnastics. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I should, it, it could be good. I could assist the team to wins, but I've literally said, I don't think I could train that hard ever again. I, I just, I don't think I could do it because it wasn't the end result 
was fun. This, the physical shape that I was in was fun. The skills that I could do were fun. My performance was fun. Doing jump ropes or ball slams on an eight incher in the pit, <laughs> doing rope climbs to fatigue or doing handstands to fatigue or throwing up from cardio. I'm sorry, that's not fun. Right. And that's, but I was doing it right. Yes. And you were doing it right. And also for a, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's certain level. And if people. But also eat, part of me enjoys it. But also, yeah, you do that. <laughs> but you went to that I'm level. Kind of, I'm kind of that sick too. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of people hearing that are like, I, that does not sound fun, but that's, yeah, no. not, that's training like a gymnast, but not in the way that, that we're trying to change the culture. Right. That's, yeah. You know? Oh, it was fully self-induced. <laughs> yeah. So, so, that was more like, like you were saying, that's more like a, at an elite level, like you were training for something specifically, um, you know, having me, that. Is know your limits, but never accept them. Mm. I know that I'm currently not able to run a 54 second shuttle run. I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to keep trying until I can get it. And that's going to mean I'm going to puke. I'm going to cramp. I'm going to pass out. That's what happened. But for me, if you're not giving it your all, you're not doing it right. Mm. Mm. Because I will not be satisfied if I didn't give it my very best effort. Right. And then in the end, I'll have fun. So then that kind of touches on um, another, I think, another kind of important topic of, you know, like whatever your goals are, like what kind of things do you need to have in order to reach those goals? And we are kind of like, we're kind of like talking about it, but not actually saying the words. There's two specific things that I have in my mind, um, but I'd like to see where you guys, where your brain is going. Um, you know, when it comes to setting goals and like reaching them, like if there is a specific goal in mind when it comes to fitness or why you're doing your fitness journey, um, you know, there's, there's some things that you need to have that, you know, obviously the three of us as former athletes, um, we've kind of carried along with us throughout our lives and journeys through athletics and then beyond. I mean, the words that I'm thinking of are consistency. You have to have consistency. Just you can't stretch a lot for two weeks and then not stretch for like a year and then be like, oh, I don't have my splits. More. Like that's not, that's Can not going to do question phrase. What? Well, what's the question? The question is like, what are the things that you need in fitness to reach your goal? Basically? Yeah. Depends on the goal. So consistency is, is the first one that comes into mind. And then. Another one is your why. So what's going to keep mm -hmm. you going? It's when things get hard, when things get tough, what's going to pull you through that? Like you have to understand literally why. And it's not just a surface level why. Of, oh, I want to feel good. Like, why do you want to feel good? Okay, what does feeling good make you feel? Like what, you know, then you realize that there are more layers under that. And for you to reach any goal in fitness, you, you need to be consistent with it and you need to understand that why because it's not going to be easy Every, being fit and and being successful like is simple but it's mm -hmm. not necessarily easy the things you need in order to get to your goal is it's simple it's for me it's very simple you have to have dedication mm. you need if i want to get to the top of a mountain i can use a car i can use a helicopter i can walk on my hands i can roll up on my stomach i can crawl like an inchworm inchworm it doesn't matter how, 
because our goal is simply to get to the top. We didn't say, we didn't specify we wanna to get to the top in two days. We didn't specify no machines. We didn't specify on your feet. The goal is top of the mountain. I don't care how you get there as long as you commit to it. So dedication and commitment are the most important things. Now, if you're dedicated, you're gonna figure out your why. If you're committed, you're gonna figure out your reasons and how you're gonna do it. But if you are not committed and dedicated to getting something, you're never gonna get it. Yeah, so another thing I was thinking of was discipline, which yeah. I think kind of falls in the same category as basically everything you guys said, you know, consistency and knowing your why, being dedicated and committed. Yeah. What's your definition of discipline? Um, discipline would be, you know, let's say you wake up and you're like not feeling motivated to go, you know, do a workout. You know, this just happened to me yesterday. So I woke up not feeling motivated, but discipline would be doing it anyway. So even though I'm not, you know, feeling that motivation yet, just getting myself to the gym or getting myself to move in some kind of way that still feels good. Even if it's not like, you know, the, the workout that I wanted to do or, you know, the workout that I intended on doing, doing something at least so that way I'm still kind of creating that energy and that momentum. Um, that for me is, is discipline. Like, you know, not feeling movement motivation, but just doing it anyway. Um, you know, and, and then especially if you have like, like for me, the reason why I would discipline myself to do that is because I want to create momentum for the day or, you know, I'm, I'm feeling kind of sluggish. And I know that if I just do something, if, even if it's yoga, or even if it's some foam rolling, even if I move my body in some kind of way, dance, walk, um, I know that that will change my state, um, afterwards. So, I mean, it also is important to have that for yourself. Like a lot of times gymnasts are seen as obedient. Like they're just listening to their coaches. They're just following the rules and the examples and stuff. Um, but once you become an adult or you don't have a coach or a trainer keeping you accountable, that's the thing like, Oh, I don't have to do this. Okay. And that is where a lot of people drop off because they're not able to follow their own set standards, expectations, uh, protocols and things. They, they want and need somebody to tell them what to do and they will execute. That's the typical athlete thing. So like I asked you your definition of discipline because I, personally don't like using it. Um, I, I, I like the word I'm like, oh, what discipline do you practice? Oh, like I practice artistic gymnastics or I do rhythmic gymnastics or anything like that. But the actual definition of discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using mm. to correct disobedience, which is interesting why a lot of people would use that for gymnastics because in gymnastics, gymnasts are disciplined mm -hmm. for sure. They are trained, there's rules. I mean, judging, there's literal judges in gymnastics that you know, you, you get disciplined for not pointing your toes and stuff like that. But I don't like to think of using it for yourself because I'm not a stick kind of person. So I am disciplined to go work out. No, I mean, for me, it's like, but if I don't work out, nothing's gonna happen. So I wouldn't say I'm disciplined. I'm committed to go work out. And if you, when you, even when you say it like that, you'll, I feel you'll find better results. Like, are you committed to go work out? Yes, I'm committed. I'm going to do this. 
And that's more of a, yes, I'm going to work for it. I'm going to pursue my passion. I'm going to better myself as opposed to this, like, you think of discipline, you hear disciplinary action. That is probably one of the things people are going to think of most. You do something bad in school, you get disciplinary action. In the military, you're going to get discipline. And it has such a negative connotation in the English language when it's not used as a noun regarding to what you practice, that it's more of like, if I don't do this, I'm going to get punished. And that's definitely not how I think about my life. Mm. So like, I wouldn't say I'm disciplined to train because it's like, no, I just, I want to be better and this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't work out today. I had an entire plate of hash browns, three eggs, two cookies for breakfast. And that's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds delicious. It was amazing. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's usual. <laughs> I love, I actually love that you said that because uh, one of the things that I love talking about is like, you know, making like mindset shifts and paradigm shifts. And I think that the way we use language, especially in the fitness world can really kind of set the tone for your, you know, your goals um, or your commitment in that sense. In this podcast, we talked about how um, the difference between extrinsically and internally motivated. Um, And I feel like when you need to have, in order to be, it's going to sound bad, but in order to be truly successful and happy and mentally stable-ish, you need to be internally motivated. You can create, like the Williams sisters, their parents or their father basically made them into good tennis players. If they were left on their own, I don't know if they would have become good tennis players. They were externally motivated. They were disciplined, but they probably weren't happy. And if you're talking about your fitness journey, If you think about discipline, discipline comes from somebody else. It might come from another part of your brain punishing yourself for not doing it, but commitment comes from you. So I think if you want to live a healthy lifestyle and you want to be mentally stable, you need to, I don't have a problem with discipline and the idea around it, just the way that we have morphed that word in our language, I feel needs to come towards commitment, dedication, things that come from you. Why are you doing it? You're not doing it because somebody's going to punish you. I'm into it. <laughs> I was wondering why I was triggered when she said discipline and I figured it out. It's because it, <laughs> it comes from somebody else and you need to be doing, you need to better yourself because you want to better yourself. And what is the definition of self-discipline? Because that's a thing. The ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses the ability to pursue what one thinks is right, despite tempta- temptation to abandon it. So you, yours is self-discipline. Hmm. But yeah, that's fine. Sound, yeah, self-discipline versus discipline. I would just say consistent. Because yeah. if you stay consistent to your goals, you're that's quote right. self-disciplining. That's right. You're very intelligent, smart, and beautiful, and an entrepreneur and single. And a- oh, wait, being <laughs> single. I keep. I keep- you started your business on your own, and then it keeps coming out as single. Uh, well, I hope she's not single. <laughs> no. Cool. I am. Awesome. So I have one question for you guys, kind of like uh, just kind of throw at you in the moment. I would like to hear from the both of you. If you had to give everybody who's listening one piece of advice, what would it be? 
Just, uh, just Nike. <laughs> just yeah. do it. But no, realistically, don't make big grand plans. Don't make all of this, oh, I'm going to work out, blah, 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 blah. I'm in every day and blah, no. Start small, just like gymnastics, basics, building blocks. Do things that you can actually accomplish so you don't beat yourself up for failing when you don't do it or when you burn out after two days because you did everything every day and now your body hurts and you want to die. Start small, progress, get better, and just stay consistent. Love it. Mine would be find something. Check out this new merch from Train Like a Gymnast in the... (laughs) Mine would be, along with that, would be to really find something that you like doing. So you can try to train like a gymnast. If, if it clicks with you and it, it reminds you of like good times and memory, like go for it. If you're like, eh, this is not like for me, I'm not going to force it. Then you're wrong. Then go, then go try something else. Try walk, rock climbing. Try going to a try ninja gym. Try stretch gym. like a gymnast. Try, like a gymnast Nathan, work. try going to, I mean, go play soccer. Maybe you like it. I don't know, whatever, try different things until you find something that you really like. Because when you do find something that brings you joy, that that is not so hard that it bums you out or it's not so easy that you're like, this is boring. It's gotta be challenging. It's gotta be something that you like doing. Cause when you find that, you're going to have that desire to want to keep doing it. When you keep doing it, there's your consistency. When you're consistent, you see the results and then part of your lifestyle so really find something that you love that feels right that you can continue to do Mm. well thanks so much guys i'm so happy we were able to get you on the podcast and this was an amazing conversation i absolutely loved it um and we'll chat soon if you guys have any questions regarding this episode feel free to send me a voice message on the Anchor app or you can send me a DM. You can also find Danielle and Nathan on Instagram, um, either at train like a gymnast, Danielle Gray Fit or Nathan 2G. Um, I will make sure that I spell that out for you guys on the show notes. So thank you guys again for some, uh, for joining me and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you.